Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Hallelujah. I am Dr. Kamala D, the host and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. This is Saturday. It is May the 21st of the year 2022. Hallelujah. It's also the day that the Lord has made and we should rejoice in it. That's right. I don't know about you, but I am going to rejoice in it. I hope this day finds you and your family well. We are embarking on episode three. This is a series that Dr. Frederick Casey Price, when he passed, he was Apostle Casey Price. But he passed in 2021. Uh, he started this series back in um, 1997, if I'm not mistaken. It was an epic series entitled Race, Religion, and Racism. It lasted for 18 months. So this is why I am, I am choosing episodes carefully because I am not going to share 18 months worth <laughs> worth of this epic series. Now, the episode that I am sharing today, Dr. Price is going to read some letters of support and resolutions from church leaders. And he also is going to share a letter of apology from the Dake Publishing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company that published the Dake Annotated Study Bible, where Mr. Dake, who is no longer with us, uh, God bless him, in his commentary, he misquote. Now, I'm not going to say he misquoted, but I think he did it on uh, intentionally. I don't know if he understood what he was reading. Uh, one thing I know, I can read, and I can read with comprehension, and so can Dr. Price. Now, Mr. Dake, in that annotated study Bible, was saying some things that were racist and tried to connect it to scriptures, but he was banking on people not reading it. See, most people that I know, they'll read some, some notes or commentaries in the Bible, and they don't look to see if what these notes and commentaries match up with what this person wrote. But I can tell you the right person read it. Uh, Dr. Frederick K.C. Price. Now I have a lot of study Bibles and I read some of the commentary and I can tell you if it lines up or if it doesn't line up with the word of God. Now, just because somebody claimed to be a minister of the gospel and they write a book and they write uh, commentaries from the Bible, it does not mean that what they are saying or writing lines up with these scriptures. And you have to study to show yourself approved. So if somebody tell you something, you better look in that Bible to see if it lines up. And if the Holy Spirit is not guiding you, chances are you won't understand it either. So 
With that said, saints, we need to get this truth on the road. I'm teaching on the subject of race, religion, and racism. And I have one ground rule that must be followed. I realize that this issue, this subject area is volatile. And uh, after hearing this telecast, you may have some objections to it, or you may have some positive input, and you may want to write me a letter. The ground rules are, if you write me a letter based upon what I have said in a public forum, I reserve to the right to read your letter publicly so that everyone can know how you feel about this series, whether positive or negative. And in order for me personally to read your letter, you must have your name and mailing address on the letter or else I will not read it either privately or publicly. Now, a lot of things are happening as a result of this series. Some of the things I shared with you last time. And uh, before I get started today, I want to do something uh, because would you believe I had another resignation this week? Yes, another one of my brothers decided to jump ship on us and not go with us into the promised land, if you would. <laughs> and uh, so we've had another uh, resignation. I, I don't know how many more uh, we'll have, but uh, be that as it may. And so the thought occurred that, that maybe I need to take a poll. Uh, that's my thick Wiffum board, the Fellowship of Inner City Word of Faith Ministries board. But I got to thinking about it. You know, I have a board here at Crenshaw Christian Center, have an executive board. And so I, I, I don't know. See, I've assumed a lot of things about people, and I'm finding out, I'm being rudely awakened, that everybody is not for this. And so I thought, well, maybe, and then, of course, the board themselves decided that, that they wanted to make a public statement. I, we started, I, they wanted to do it in the context of this congregation for the benefit of our members. But I think it would make a statement to do it on benefit of a lot of other boards and a lot of other churches and a lot of other ministries across the country. See, I've been dealing with this thing out in the open, and uh, I don't intend to leave anything hidden. If I get a hold of anything, I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to let it all hang out because that's, that's what's happened in the past. See, everything's been done in a clandestine way, behind closed doors. Ain't no doors. I took all the hinges off the doors. <laughs> so anyway, our executive board of Crenshaw Christian Center wants to make a statement for the benefit of the entire body of Christ around the world and especially for the benefit of those members of the body of Christ that happen to be called by our society black. So if the board will please come. Need a handheld. Robert, need a handheld. Want to use a podium? All right. You can give her the microphone. I'll just put these over here out of the way for now. This is our executive board of Crenshaw Christian Center. This is the board that you see standing around here when we receive our new members in. And uh, we had a discussion about this situation, about what I'm involved in. Because after all, you know, they're members of the board. They, they work on jobs. They have families. 
and, and you know, their families might jump all over them about them. Now, your pastor's gone crazy down there. What's he doing, you know? So I, want, I wanted to find out. I mean, I got to have somebody watching my back, and these are the closest people, and I needed to know, you know, are they going to jump ship on me? So, tell them who you are. All right. I'm Angela Evans. I am president of Crenshaw Christian Center, and I'd like to read a resolution that was adopted at one of our recent board meetings. It is Executive Board Resolution regarding the Race, Religion, Racism series. Resolved that the Executive Board of Crenshaw Christian Center Church of Los Angeles County does hereby affirm that we are in complete support of the Race, Religion, and Racism series being taught by Dr. Frederick Casey Price. We further affirm that we unanimously support the principle of right and wrong that is being taught and the stand for righteousness that has been taken by Dr. Frederick Casey Price. Uh, we have fixed our signatures. Angela M. Evans, President. Pastor L. Craig Hayes, Vice President, Mrs. Josephine Guest, Chief Financial Officer, Mrs. Jeanette Fant, Secretary, Pastor James E. Price, Elder, Pastor Milton E. Jackson, Elder, Dr. Edward Holden, Deacon, Dr. Alfonso Stakely, Deacon, Dr. William T. Williams, Deacon, Mr. Ronald S. Whitaker, Esquire, Deacon, Mr. James E. Reynolds, Deacon, and Mr. Anthony J. Ramos, Deacon. We've got your back, Dr. Price. Thank you. Thank you. Are you going to stay here? Okay. I just want to interject just for a second. Now, for those of you who don't know, Angela Evans, the one who just read that letter, is Dr. Price's daughter. She is the president of Crenshaw Christian Center, and she is the president of that board. But, I mean, it is his daughter, but she's still in support of what her father was doing along with a lot of ministries throughout the world. Now, let's resume. Um, okay. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> okay. Thank you, Tony. We love you both. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Okay. Now... <clears throat> I uh, I want you to know I did not put the board up to doing this publicly. They decided that they wanted to do it, make a statement, and as I said, they were going to do this for the church, but I, I was inspired that we ought to do this for the nation, for the church, the body of Christ. Now, I have a pastoral staff, and uh, I needed to know... I needed to know that that my pastors were also covering my back and uh, so they decided that they statement going to do this for the benefit of the the church but I felt like we, we, we ought to do this for the benefit of the body of Christ at large and uh, let everybody know exactly where we stand. Now, they're in a very peculiar position because they make their living here. So obviously somebody would say, oh, yeah, well, they're going to say, yeah, just because they're getting their check. But I don't think that the people that I picked over the years to assist me in ministry are the kind of people that would sacrifice their principles for a job. I just don't believe that. 
Okay? I don't believe that. So, uh, the right Reverend L. Craig Hayes, who is the president of the pastor's council, will make a statement on behalf of the pastoral staff. Ladies and gentlemen, Crenshaw Christian Center pastoral staff resolution. Resolved that the pastoral staff of Crenshaw Christian Center, Church of Los Angeles County, does hereby affirm that we are in complete support of the race, religion, and racism series being taught by Dr. Frederick K.C. Price. We further affirm that we unanimously support the principle of right and wrong that is being taught and the stand for righteousness that has been taken by Dr. Frederick K.C. Price. Signed by Dr. Betty R. Price, Special Advisor to the Pastor, L. Craig Hayes, Administrative Pastor, James E. Price, Assistant Pastor, Alan E. Landry, Assistant Pastor, Gary D. Ziegler, Assistant Pastor, Milton E. Jackson, Assistant Pastor, Gilbert Burns, Assistant Pastor, R.G. Taylor, Pastoral Assistant, and Mark A. McVeigh, Assistant Pastor. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to ask you, and I want to give you this opportunity now. We have taken a stand with our pastor. I want to ask you, are you willing to take a stand with our pastor? want to hug our pastor as you stand there, each one of us, to let him know we've got his back. Hello. Thank you, boy. this is because the the rejection of the principles and I have to say it that way because when you don't know what's actually in somebody's heart you have to go by what you see I mean that's all you're left with you know what I mean and maybe your judgment call is actually wrong but you never know that unless they tell you so in the absence of any kind of open confession to let you know, then you have to judge people by their actions. The tree is known by its fruit. Now, I received an, uh, a videotape from one of my board members on the Thick Whippum board. I did not know that this pastor was going to do this. Uh, I was informed after the fact that I think my wife and my uh, executive board knew this, but this is a pastor who has a uh, nationwide television ministry, has a very, very fast-growing, exploding church in our country, and he, on his own, I did not know anything about this until I put the video in the machine, 
and lay back on my bed to view it. And I almost fell out of the bed. But it was a very pleasant and welcome surprise. So I want you to see this and I want this to go on record. And I want, and I know that this pastor wants this to go on record. And uh, so you can roll the tape, gentlemen, whenever you're ready. Well, this program for a special announcement by Dr. I.V. Hilger. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your spiritual growth and development through the ministry of this teaching program. Bridget and I are honored that you have allowed us to be a part of your life. We will return to the teaching format in just a moment, but there is an issue of national importance that I must address. There has been much discussion and controversy in the charismatic ranks and in religious circles nationwide concerning the recent series of teachings being televised by Dr. Frederick Casey Price on race, racism, and religion. In particular, many people are upset, to say the least, at the playing of the taped message of a high-level white charismatic minister that was littered with blatant racist overtones, prejudiced statements, and outright bigotry. Some are upset because it is despicable that a minister of the gospel, regardless of his color, race, or ethnic background, would publicly promote the superiority of one race over another. Still others are upset with Dr. Price that he would add the excerpt of the message of this outstanding leader and have accused Dr. Price of causing division and strife in the body of Christ. I have been approached by pastors as I've traveled across this nation and have been asked by partners and viewers and the members of our 14,000 member congregation here in Houston, Texas, where I stand on the issue. Well, I am a man of principle. And in this situation, it is crystal clear that the scriptural principle of the church being the caretaker of truth, righteousness, and moral uprightness necessitates that this minister, the so-called leader, be confronted and such behavior be publicly repented of that healing may take place. I am totally without reservation, wholeheartedly in support of Dr. Price in exposing racism in the church, even in high levels of leadership. I am totally in support of this series, which we've only heard a fraction of, and Dr. Price's clear, articulate, scholarly, scriptural approach to this age-old problem that has been swept under the religious rug. You must agree that Sundays are the most segregated days in America. Something is drastically wrong and must be corrected. Some ministers of color choose to deny their color and heritage on the basis of their spiritual citizenship and being in the family of God. Now that's a joke. I am a black man. I'm in covenant with God, all right. But my spiritual citizenship does not cancel my social and moral responsibilities. It is unfortunate what is happening now among the ranks of several black charismatic pastors who have a need for acceptance from their white colleagues and choose not to take a righteous stand with Dr. Price on this important issue. I understand that their lives may have been transformed through this particular ministry in question, but so was my life 
and so was Dr. Price's. But to compromise principle for the sake of relationship acceptance or economic gain is an atrocity of catastrophic proportions. Many black charismatic, charismatic leaders have accused Dr. Price of not walking in love and making this series of lessons on race, racism, and religion a personal attack on the white minister in question. It amazes me how they ignore the principle of righteousness and surrender to the age-old conditioning of blacks that to stand against white injustice is getting out of line and most unacceptable. I am appalled at the spinelessness among these brothers who would rather dismiss the act of unrighteousness and overlook this blatant pr promotion of bigotry and prejudice because this man is a national leader of one of the most outstanding charismatic ministries in the world. I thought all unrighteousness was sin and must be repented of regardless of who committed the sin. God did not ignore David's mistake because he was king, did he? With this cowardly attitude among our ranks, how will conviction ever have its full impact and this racist attitude in the church of the living God be corrected? It is most disappointing that many of my fellow colleagues of color value acceptance, convention speaking engagements, and other economic gains from their association with this ministry in question over the principle of standing up for what is right. It is sad that under the masquerade of Christian love that they would choose to ignore sin and sell out the black people in their congregations whose black hands and resources have long supported them. Now, I know I'll probably be attacked by some who will say that I'm carnal and this is a carnal approach to a spiritual problem, but only those who have not read the scripture would make such an ignorant claim. When the apostle Peter acted out of character and exhibited a prejudiced a prejudice behavior concerning the Gentile Christians, the apostle Paul called him on the carpet before them all, Galatians chapter 2 verses 11 through 12. The scripture is clear in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3 and verses 6 through 15 that until a brother repents of sin, that fellowship should be withdrawn. It seems as though the secular world has more respect for this godly principle than the church of the living God. A few months ago, the golfer Fuzzy Zeller made an off-the-cuff racist remark about Tiger Woods after he had won the Masters. The golf world was irate and acted quickly saying, in essence, that we will not have this kind of behavior in our ranks. And they chastised him. Corporate sponsors withdrew their sponsorship in support of what was right. The owner of the Cincinnati Reds baseball team made a racist statement uh, several years ago and the baseball world took action and suspended her, in essence saying, we will not have this among our ranks. A few years ago, the odds maker Jimmy the Greek, a television sports commentator, made a racist statement about black, black athletes and the broadcasting world was enraged and terminated his contract, in essence saying, we will not have this in our ranks. Yet, after this white brother in question, with much premeditation and forethought, spewed this racial garbage publicly, my colleagues, both black and white, are too spineless to stand with Dr. Price on this issue and say in essence, we love you brother, but your heart is not right and you must repent 
Otherwise, according to scripture, we must withdraw fellowship. I thank God my church and my ministry takes excellent care of me and convention speaking and convention networking and acceptance from others in the charismatic camp is not important to me. As God is my source, I can be a man and stand for right and uphold principle without compromise. I support Dr. Price in this series of teachings and ask that you do so, not because of his impeccable track record of integrity and character, but because he's right. We should all support Dr. Price in this mandate he has from God to address this distasteful issue of racism in the church, not because every black charismatic leader owes in measure, in some measure, their success and credibility to his trailblazing example of faith and excellence, but we should support him across racial lines because he's right. For those pastors who wish that Dr. Price would simply drop the issue for peace sake and so that there would not be this upheaval in the body of Christ, I say, who of you pastors, if you discovered that a high visible member in your church had fallen into sin, would for peace sake overlook it? Or would you for the sake of righteousness and the blessings of God on your ministry address it and deal with it even if it ruffled a few feathers? Well, recently I asked this question to a group of pastors and each one of them to the man said that they would immediately, immediately address unrighteousness no matter the cost. Well, this situation is no different. A high-ranking leader in the church has been found to be flawed in character and must repent from the heart. I am glad that our forefathers of the civil rights movements were not spineless sellouts masquerading under the mask of Christian love and forgiveness. Otherwise, we would still be at the back of the bus. We would still be drinking out of colored water fountains and using colored restrooms. I appeal to many of my colleagues across America to rethink your position on this matter and take a bold stand for righteousness. Believe me, this will not cause further division. It will cause the church to face the issue, repent, and bring harmony and unity in the truest sense. I believe that some of my colleagues owe Dr. Price an apology for having attacked him unjustly. Don't forget, in this situation, Dr. Price is not guilty of making the racist proclamations, but he's simply being used of God to bring an ugly truth out into the open so that healing can take place. It takes a strong man to see that he's wrong and attempt to cover it up, but it takes an even stronger man, an even stronger man to realize his mistake, repent and get back on course and make things right. I say to Dr. Price, I stand with you as you fulfill the call of God to be used of the Spirit of God to bring conviction and change to the body of Christ. It is most refreshing to see a man like Dr. Price who has it made, so to speak, with no hidden agenda, put it all on the line for the sake of righteousness so that we all may be healed of racism. I encourage each of you who have been blessed by the ministry of Dr. Price and ever-increasing faith ministries to support his ministry with prayer and with your financial support. Now there his address is on the screen. Dr. Price, we want you to continue to be bold and go full steam ahead. We know God will uphold you. We know the Holy Spirit will continue to guide you. And in the language of our culture, we got your back. You 
are not alone. Praise the Lord. thought that it would be apropos to um, let you hear that and then put it in the context so that it'll be on the air when this particular program is aired. And he didn't just send the videotape. I have a letter. Dear Doctors Fred and Betty, please find and close a video containing a commentary Ira has made for our local and nationwide television program concerning the race, racism, and religion series being done by Dr. Price. As you know, we love and support you in all your efforts for the kingdom of God. Please find and close a personal check for $1,000 for ever-increasing faith television. We continue to support the television ministry on a monthly basis and trust that this commentary will open the eyes of those who seem to be blinded by the principle. We love you and we'll talk to you on Sunday. In his love, Ira and Bridget Hilliard. Now, <clears throat> I praise God for that. Like I said, I was totally surprised, certainly pleasantly surprised uh, when I got that video. Uh, I wasn't, uh, you know, looking for it and I wasn't asking anybody to do anything. I believe I was believing God all the way through this, that the truth will come out and that those who have the courage of their conviction will stand and boldly proclaim it. Because if not, this issue will never be resolved. And uh, we can shout and jump and dance all we want. Jesus ain't coming back for this racist mess that we see going on now. So we need to fix it so that Jesus can return. Now, I thought about this as I was listening, thinking about the other brother that had just resigned this week. Don't know what we're going to get next week. Uh, but uh, I thought about it, and the Lord brought to my remem remembrance that that you have to take sides. Not with any person per se, but with what is right and righteousness. Now, if there is, and there always will be, a human attached to the right, then in order to stand for the right, you'd have to stand for the person who is standing for the right. And it's all biblical. The Lord reminded me of this. If you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew. See, all of this is teaching, and it's all connective. Not just with this particular series but in anything we do in the body of Christ as different ethnic groups we have to in the body of Christ be one I mean really be one not talk to talk but walk to walk 
of one. Are you following me? Pious platitudes, the day is over for that. We've got to put up or shut up. The world is waiting. Matthew chapter 10, beginning with verse 34. This is Jesus Christ, the head of the church, speaking. He says, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. Brother, just stop right there. Is that an awesome statement? I mean, that's almost inconceivable when we think just off the cuff of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. And here he says, get the enormity of this. Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Brother, sister, that's awesome. Now, here's what, he's, here's what he's saying. You know as well as I do that Jesus is the Prince of Peace. But when he said that, what he meant was that he did not come to placate everyone's opinion about what is right and wrong. When the issue of right and wrong surfaces, it's going to cause a division because there will be people who will not want to stand for right simply because of the high price tag that goes along with it. Amen. And so by that, it's going to cause a division. Yet it's not really a division in the truest sense of being divisive, but it's separating the wheat from the chaff. Now, while you're right there in Matthew, look at the 12th chapter. Now, see, it was important that, 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 that the board and our pastoral staff, it was important to me that they make this resolution that they wanted to make. I didn't tell them to do that, but that they wanted to make. I wanted them to do it on nationwide television because it's going to make a statement. See, it's going to make a statement. And then because I'm continuing to get these resignations from the uh, uh, board of directors, from the fellowship, I thought it wise, productive, and redemptive to put it out in the public so people can understand what's happening, and then you'll be able to see the, the, the purpose that I have in bringing everything out in the open. Now, this statement that you're going to read now is a super hydrogen cobalt atomic weapon system. This is awesome. Now, this is our savior. This is our redeemer. I have a question for you. I am a Christian. You say you are a Christian. Well, see, I can't speak for you. I, that's why I said it that way. I are, I know what I are, but you say you are. So I believe you. Don't misunderstand me, but I can't say you are. I have to, you have to say you are. Okay? 
I have a question. Should I act as a Christian, as a minister of the gospel, as a spokesman for the body of Christ, should I act like Jesus? Should I think like Jesus? Should I talk like Jesus? Now remember what you just said. Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, Jesus is speaking. He says, he who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. That's, that's called cutting to the chase. So if you're not with me, you're against me. Now again, it's not personal. It's about right and wrong, but right and wrong don't exist in a vacuum by themselves. They have to be attached to a person in order to be demonstrated. Okay? So Jesus said, if you're not for me, you're against me. So that means if you're not for right and righteousness, then you're against him. This racism thing and this mandate that I have from God to do this series, one of its primary designs is to force people, when I say force, bring them to a place where you got to get off the fence and get in one yard or the other. Can't walk that fence no more. You got to get in one yard or the other. Now, turn in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 24. <clears throat> Page 212. Joshua chapter 24. See, everything that I have done thus far, I haven't done it perfectly, but everything I've done thus far has been based on scriptural principles. I have been accused otherwise, but I don't have a problem with that. But I have made sure that in the high court of heaven that it will be forever recorded that I did it God's way. It might be, might be misunderstood, but I make it a point that what I do, I got scripture to undergird me. Now watch this, Joshua chapter 24 and verse, verse 15. This is Joshua. Moses is dead and gone. Joshua is at the helm of the nation of Israel. And he says in verse 15, And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. 
But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now Joshua is demanding from the people, make a choice. You've got to choose. You cannot stay neutral in this. Got to make a choice. One last scripture. 1 Kings chapter 18. Page 317. Now when I tell you that, I don't turn to it until after I tell you what scriptures. So I didn't already have it there and then call out a number. I'm going to it just like you. Okay? But I think this is, this is important to understand because in the days to come, because see, you haven't heard anything yet. No, I, I've got, I have some things, I'm going to be dealing with some things later on you think this has stirred up a controversy. You think this has ruffled some feathers. When I get into some of the next things that I'm going to talk about, I may have to have the Green Berets, the Navy Seals, Goliath, King Kong, Rodan, to stand by me while because I'm telling you, you talk about hot, you haven't heard nothing hot yet. You, you, haven't, you haven't heard anything yet. So you're going you're gonna to have to make a choice. Your families and your relatives are going to demand of you. You're going to have to say yay or nay. Can't be neutral. Can't sit on the fence. You're going to have to declare yourself. We're going to find out who's on the Lord's side. <laughs> okay, y'all ready? Listen to this. Jesus said, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. You got to get off the fence. Who are you going to serve? Watch this now. 1 Kings 18, verse 21. And Elijah came to all the people and said, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But the people answered him, not a word. Traditional King James says, how long halt you between two opinions? And that word halt there in the Hebrew is an interesting word. What it literally means is how long are you going to limp? It means how long are you going to limp? between two opinions. That's what it literally means, limp. Like a crippled person, because that's what you are. If you don't make a decision, you cripple. All right. <clears throat> Moving right along. I have a letter I told you last week I got this letter, but I didn't have an opportunity to read it because of the other interesting things that we had to deal with. Now again, all of this is teaching. I'm not reading letters just to be reading letters. And I'm not reading any letters to try to get any goody points for myself or, or, or try to make it look like I'm the poor, innocent, attacked person and I need somebody to sympathize with me. I don't need that. 
I'm going to do what I got to do, come hell or high water, low water or no water. I mean, that's irrelevant and immature. But I'm, I'm doing this because all of these things are showing us what's behind the writing of these letters. The tree is known by its fruit. And so the letter is you. You know, when you write a letter, that's you. Huh? I mean, when you write a letter, when you convey in writing, aren't you telling the person that you're writing to, I want you to know how I feel on the inside about this or that issue. So the letter is you. It reveals something about you. And that's why I'm using it. Okay? Because all of these things, see, a lot of these people want to do stuff in a clandestine way. See, they don't know who they're dealing with. They think they're dealing with the usual person that'll get behind closed doors and, and convene with them and do this stuff under the table. I ain't doing nothing under no tables. I'm putting this stuff out in the open. Everything. Remember my modus operandi, direct confrontation and full disclosure. All right. Now, I started using an illustration and, uh, about the, the Dake's study Bible. And two weeks ago, I mentioned it, started out on it, didn't get very far. And, and the next week, the Dake Publishing Company wrote me a letter. The, these tapes are not even are not on television yet. So somebody, either they had somebody here or somebody here, a Sambo, told them they wouldn't have, they would have, no, the only two ways you can know, they either were here, they were here, or sent somebody. Or somebody from here went there, made a deal or something, I don't know. But here's a letter that they wrote me. Now, I want you to see if you can, if you're spiritual minded, because the letter reveals some things that I think are so apropos to this whole subject area of race. See, I, 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 I'm, I'm using a microscopic approach to everything. And God has sharpened up my senses since I have been in this series and since I've been preparing it to be able to see behind every line, behind every rock, to see behind the smile on your face, as it were. In other words, to see what's, what's underneath. Because that's where the problems are. And if we don't get underneath and get the problems out, we're never going to be able to deal with them. Now, this is a letter that I received from Dake Publishing. Dr. Frederick K.C. Price, we are writing this letter to you personally, to your congregation, and to your television audience. We wish to express our sincere regrets and apologies for any commentary in the Dake Annotated Reference Bible that has been interpreted as being supportive of slavery, racism, or discrimination. Neither Finnis Dake, F-I-N-I-S, Finnis Dake, nor any member of the Dake family would ever want to contribute to the oppression of African Americans or any other race of people. As a new convert, Finnis Dake often attended a black church and was baptized there. He frequently preached in black churches throughout the country, and blacks attended the churches that he pastored as well. He held in the highest esteem his many African-American brothers who dedicated their lives to the ministry of the gospel and the full experience of the Holy Spirit. 
Furthermore, we know that people of color throughout the world have played a vital role in winning many souls to Christ, though most of them have not been publicly recognized. Dr. Dick was neither a racist nor proud. In fact, in the early 1930s, he wrote a booklet entitled 150 Lawbreak Jawbreakers for Anglo-Saxons, refuting the Anglo-Saxon theory which supports the notion of white supremacy. This publication is consistent with the idea that his reference notes on racial separation were intended to advocate white supremacy. This publication is inconsistent with the idea that his reference notes on racial separation were intended to advocate white supremacy. In addition, his notes on Colossians 3, 11 and 12 clearly state that, quote, as a new Christian or new creation in Christ, there is no distinction made in rights and privileges because of race, sex, color, or, po or position in life, end of quote. From our hearts, we are certain that Dr. Dick never intended for his reference notes to be used to support racism of any kind. Yet we clearly see how his 30 reasons for the separation of the nations can be interpreted as advocating racism. And we agree that racism has no place in the body of Christ or anywhere else. Please accept this letter as a public statement from the entire Dake family that we ask for forgiveness. Dr. Dake's reference notes were based on his understanding of the word of God. However, we do not wish the Dake notes to offend anyone through confusion about this sensitive topic. Therefore, we have labored to omit all racially insensitive references. We have enclosed a new Dake Bible printed in January of 1997 for your use. We hope you will agree that the changes it contains demonstrate our commitment to reach out with an open heart to help heal the pains of racial injustice. The Dake Bible has blessed hundreds of thousands of people all over the world, and we want it to continue to promote spiritual growth, healing, and reconciliation. You mentioned in your sermon last Sunday that radiation treatments to cure cancer, if not administered properly, can be just as deadly as the cancer itself. The Dake family agrees that racial prejudice in the body of Christ is and has been a cancerous schism to our fellowship and a hindrance to the witness of his name. However, like the radiation treatment you mentioned, the public airing of these problems could be just as dangerous as the evil of racism itself. Therefore, we ask that you would consider meeting with us and with other Christian leaders so that we can seek to resolve these issues in ways that will be of the greatest benefit to the body of Christ, to our ministries, and to the thousands and even millions of souls who can come to the Lord once they see that we are truly united in love as our Lord commanded. We have gone to great lengths to change the Dake notes so that they will not offend any ethnic or racial group. We will go to even greater lengths to have full reconciliation and forgiveness between ourselves and our Christian brothers and sisters regarding this issue. We feel confident that you will join us in this endeavor. Therefore, we wait to hear from you as soon as possible so that the details of such a conference can be arranged. Dr. Price, none of us can undo our personal, familial, or national histories, but we can direct the present and the future. As you seek God's direction in the weeks to come, we urge you to prayerfully consider this letter as a public appeal for forgiveness and healing. You are in a position to speak life or death, to build up or destroy, to extend mercy or withhold it. Your humble servants, Derek Germain, General Manager, Dick Publication. 
Phineas J. Dake Jr. Dake Publication, Annabeth Dake Germain Dake Publishing, and Finette Dake Kennedy Dake Publishing. And then they copied Creflo Dollar, Kenneth Copeland, Dr. Oral Roberts, Kenneth Hagan, Marilyn Hickey, Dr. Bill Winston, Dr. A.R. Bernard, Dr. Raleigh Washington, Ralph Wilkerson, Dr. Steve Land, Dr. Sandra A. O'Neill, Keith Butler, Jerry Savelle, Jesse Duplantis, E.V. Hill, T.D. Jakes, Joyce Meyer, John Advazini, Norval Hayes, Benny Hinn, John Osteen, James Robeson, Mark Rutland, Rutland, and Christian Ministries and bookstores throughout the country. Now, I just got this week to where I could answer the letter. I was extremely busy last week and could not answer. This is my letter to them, to the Dake family. Greetings in the wonderful name of Jesus. In response to your fax letter dated February 18, 1998, I must say I was surprised, to say the least, to have received a letter from you. I don't know what I've done to deserve this honor. It is true that I am in the process of teaching a series on race, religion, and racism in my church and ultimately to the body of Christ at large. God gave me this assignment about seven years ago. For the last three years, I have been doing extensive research on the subject. We have a horrendous problem of racism in the church, which no one else seems to want to address in depth. This is my task. In order to destroy racism in the church, we must locate its roots and pull them out of the ground of the heart of the church. It is a fact that we must that we that must be admitted that white Christians, people in parenthesis, not all in bold letters underlined, but far too many hold negative attitudes and opinions about African Americans. Where do these attitudes and opinions come from? From observation, association, and teaching. Racial and color prejudice, racism in brackets, is not genetically transmitted, nor is it passed through the blood. It is socially transmitted from father to son, from father to son, and on and on it goes. The major transmitters of racism have been the teachings in the home by parents and teachings in the church by religious leaders, both preachers and teachers, both from the pulpit and the printed page. The Lord has led me to go back to the past and pull up the roots that have produced the present. I have never said nor inferred that Dr. Date was a racist. After all, I have never met him. I operate on the basis of two biblical principles, among many others, which state in Matthew 12, 33, either, and I quote, either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit, end of quote. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 22, I quote, abstain from all appearance of evil, end of quote. No human is omniscient enough to know what is in the heart or mind of another human until they speak, write, or act. Based upon that, the Holy Spirit has led me to research volumes of material, both secular and Christian, to find the roots of racism and dig them up. The notes in the Dake Annotated Reference Bible are a case in point. The notes in, in the 1963 edition on the 30 reasons for segregation of races is a prime example of the appearance, big bold letters underlined twice, of evil. Racism is evil, ungodly and satanically inspired. 
if in fact Dr. Dake was not a racist or racially and color prejudiced, he leaves himself wide open for the title with his note number four, which states miscegenation, and I quote, miscegenation means the mixture of races, especially black and white races, end of quote. The KKK, skinheads, and racists in general love to see that statement coming from a Bible teacher in a Bible. Let's be fair about this. There is absolutely nothing in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation about blacks and white not mixing. We only find it in the minds of racists. Then in note number 11, Dr. Dick says, and I quote, Jacob's son destroyed a whole city to maintain segregation, Genesis 34, end of quote. Based on appearance, big letters underlined, this is a gross distortion of the truth. They didn't destroy the city because of race, but because of rape. And what's so amazing is that you sent me a 1997 edition of your Bible wherein you discontinued the use of the 30 reasons as such, but included separation for Messiah's line and then still left under number seven, maintain segregation, Genesis 3 or Genesis 34. The reason hasn't changed, not even in 1997. It was because of rape, not race. Do you have any idea of how many people have bought and studied the Dick Bible from 1996 to 1998? 35 years, how many people have read the notes? I have referred to and concluded that what their fathers and mothers, yes, even pastors, have taught them must be true about blacks and white. These are roots that appear, big letters underlined, to be racist and racially prejudiced. We as the body of Christ and I, mandated by the Holy Spirit, must pull these roots up and show by the scriptures that they are not to be believed. People who have these Bibles must be informed that those particular notes must be discarded. In your letter, you mentioned we wish to express our sincere regrets and apologies for any commentary in the Dake Annotated Reference Bible that has been interpreted as being supportive of slavery, racism, or discrimination. To me, this issue is not personal. However, I for one would be the first to say to you, apologies accepted. But... The fact of the matter still stands, the notes are already printed and have been circulating for the past 35 years. It has to be fixed. I see two ways by which this can possibly be done. First, when automobile manufacturers, Ford, General Motors, etc., find a flaw in their product, they do a recall at their expense. In other words, they fix or replace the faulty part. Are you willing to do that? 35 years of printed materials, that's a lot of parts. Secondly, someone has to point out the faulty parts so people can avoid them. This is a part of my assignment with this series on race, religion, and racism. Please know that I am not targeting Dake's Bible as the only apparent big underline and big letters. Bible as the only apparent racially motivated publication. I have over 300 pages of notes on the religion section alone from Dake's Bible to the Mormons to Islam. This is not personal, it's principle. You mentioned in your letter about meeting with you. If you think it would be beneficial to meet with me, you are cordially invited to do so. Thank you for writing and for your concern. It is my concern also for the body of Christ in the service of the King, Frederick K.C. Price. <laughs>
machine. <clears throat> now that's the best I can do. Let the truth be told. I don't know. I have had no response. I, we sent, we faxed this Thursday. I know I'm out of time. We faxed this Thursday, and uh, I, I haven't heard anything yet. So I, I don't know. But uh, uh, the, the, the problem is, the fact is, that, as I said, I've been saying it. Nobody, ain't very many seem to be listening to me. It's not a matter of personal. It's a matter of principle. And the notes, all 30 of those references in that Bible will be refuted by Scripture. They are, they are, when I go through them and show you verse by verse, step by step, they're going to have to do a whole lot of fixing. Now, saints, that was the end of episode two or three. I hope you are learning something from this. I hope you are enlightened. Uh, I have had this information for years. I know the truth. I can't be tricked in the word of God. And I often hear people uh, saying things and then contributing it to God and associating it with scripture and know they are lying. And they banking on people not knowing because in fact, they don't know. So I don't know Mr. Dakin, I've never met him, but I have that same Bible. I have that same Bible and I seen all 30 notes and I knew when I read them, I said, this is not true. So my concern is the same concern as Dr. Price's concern was back then. Who is reading this and believing it without checking the scriptures? Unbelievable. Well, saints, tomorrow I will air episode four and uh, pick up where we left off. Well, depending on the episode that I share, because Dr. Price is very repetitive. So uh, we'll see. I listen to it tonight, later on tonight to see uh, which episode I'm going to share. So until then, I want you to remember that God is good and he is good all the time. And we are all one in Christ. There is no ethnicity greater than another ethnicity. So, and it should not be in the body of Christ. That's right. That's why I despise denominations so much because they cause divisions. And the apostle Paul says there should be no divisions among you. So until next time, saints, peace out. hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D, and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D, serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out.